Welcome to Life Without Secrets. Do you often find yourself comparing your life to your friends on social media? You see the glamour, the success, the perfect family, the perfect kids, the awesome vacations. But what's really behind the highlight reel? In Life Without Secrets, we are going to dive deep and reveal the secrets, struggles, and strategies people have used in real life to get to who they are now and who they are becoming. Because the truth is, nobody is perfect, and you are never alone in what you're going through. So don't forget to subscribe to the show, because it's time to connect on a deeper level and grow together. Happy Monday. As you are hitting play on this episode, my husband Mike and I will be landing in the Dominican Republic together. Ooh. Right? (laughs) So in this episode, we're going to dive into why we need to step out of our everyday life routine and go explore, whether that's with your spouse, your friend, or on your own. Going on adventures is so good for our overall well-being. These are big moments in our lives when we learn and grow because we're faced with new opportunities and new experiences. Exploring new environments challenges you to adapt, problem solve, and learn. It allows us to push our boundaries, overcome our fears, and develop new skills and strengths. Traveling can also provide a space for self-reflection, helping us gain clarity, reevaluate our priorities, such as your relationships, and make positive changes in our lives. The biggest thing for me and for us in our relationship is building that deeper connection. And so with traveling with either the person that you're with, whether it's your friend or your spouse or on your own, you can either build that connection between the person that you're with, or, you know, you have an opportunity to make new connections when you're traveling or build that deeper connection with yourself. And these deeper connections really build more meaningful relationships that then contribute to our overall emotional well-being and provide a sense of support and rejuvenation that we all want. So that is why it's so important to go out there and create new experiences together, go on those adventures. You know, I have to say, I have to be honest that, um, I have to be honest and say that with having a baby at 18, uh, I never really did any of those big trips on my own, but I did get to experience living in different cities and areas throughout California. And this let me go exploring in my own backyard, which I think it's important to note that going on an adventure and stepping out of your everyday routine doesn't have to mean going across the country like we are doing today. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're listening to this <laughs> and for me, it was more so like, I like to grow with other people. So having that friend or spouse to tackle those new experiences and grow together, just built on that connection for me and made me feel rejuvenated and better equipped to handle the other challenges in my life when I do get back to my daily routine. Uh, For us, when we got married, we took this amazing trip to Europe. We spent a few days in Rome and then we jumped on a 10-day Mediterranean cruise and we got to stop at all these incredible places. We had so much fun. And for me, one of the best parts about a cruise, if you've never been on, is if for any of you guys that like to pack heavy and I'll just, I'm guilty of this. Um, My favorite part is just not having to lug my 50 pound bag with me as we travel. So we went to Rome for a few days, got on that ship and we went like probably nine different stops. Mm -hmm. I want to say 
um, around oh, along the Mediterranean coast, and I didn't have to bring my bag, so <laughs> I was all about that. And then we got back and we jumped on a plane and went to Venice for a couple of days before we headed back to California. And for me, I was thinking about this trip. It was right after it was our honeymoon, and so we had Sion, um, but before we started having more kids, I was thinking I was going to go on this trip and that it was so important to me that we went to Europe because I thought once we have kids, our travel days would be over. I never really traveled with my family. So to me, I thought we had to do this before we had kids and then wait until they were older. But I feel like Mike, you had other plans. You kind of (laughs) had other visions for us. And I'm, I'm glad that you did, but I will say it took me probably a while. What do you think for me to like even warm up to that idea? Yeah, I definitely think it's definitely taken a while for you yeah. to warm up to the idea. You know, I think the, uh, there's a lot of you know, things that parents deal with, you know, struggles with guilt and different things, but you know, our kids really need us, um, to be the best version of ourselves. So I think that that's probably the biggest obstacle we've had to overcome and realize, yeah, we're, away from the kids for three, four or five days. But guess what? We get to come back and we're full of energy and full of love and attention to just give to them directly, you know? So I think that's a good conversation to have so you can understand like why we're doing it and why we've been able to do it. And yeah, I definitely had different visions for our life and it's not like, Oh, we're gone all the time, but yeah, I think there should be an equal balance. There should be like one or two trips a year as a, as a married couple, just you two. Right. And then, yeah, let's do two or three trips as a family. Yeah. You know, so I think it's putting that balance in there, but also letting the kids know, like, you know, you don't want to create a marriage where you get to a point where you're just, you know, dating somebody or with somebody that you don't know. You just know about your kids and you don't keep your relationship between the two of you. Right. Mm -hmm. So then at the end of the marriage, the only thing that's kept you together is the relationship with kids. Now the kids are gone, you're empty nesting and, you don't even like the person you're sitting next to. You right. Know, yeah. You're not and you hear them. that happen all the time. Right. And I, I think for us and I, and I mean, there's probably some moms with young kids that can relate to this, that, you know, when you're thinking about going somewhere, I feel like moms have this like laundry list of all these to do things that can feel so overwhelming to even get to go on that trip. Right. It's like, you have to make sure the kids are signed up for different things. You have to get a babysitter. You have to pack the kids' bags, make sure they're taken care of and write a list of their routine, you know, for somebody and make sure your house is clean for whoever's going to come watch your kids. Like all these things start going through our heads as moms, I feel like. And, you know, I used to think, oh my gosh, it's not even worth it. Like that seems way too stressful. I don't even want to go on this trip. But the more that I've done it, the easier it's become. Like I still dread the laundry list of to-dos that I'm, mm-hmm. I I have to do in order to go on these trips. But it's funny because once I'm there, it also feels like a little bit of a weight has lifted off my shoulder mm-hmm. and I can literally let go of that list of things to do and feel like I can be more present. So traveling with your spouse after having kids is important. And here's some reasons why. Number one is it nurtures the relationship. So traveling together allows you to spend quality time as a couple away from the demands and responsibilities, away from the never ending loads of laundry, (laughs) the never ending dishes that need to be done. 
Um, and it provides an opportunity to just reconnect, strengthen your bond, deepen that emotional connection because you don't have everything else coming at you. And then I think number two, it re- you kind of rediscover your shared interests, like because we all change over time and our interests change over time. And so, you know, maybe we learn something about that person, or your spouse or your friend that maybe you didn't know before then, or that they've grown to really enjoy something and you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you get to kind of learn more about that person and rediscover those shared interests. Um by going and taking new things. Maybe it's trying a new food or trying a new adventure sport. Mm -hmm. Um, Like while we're here, we're going to go on a catamaran and do something fun in the water, you know, and you never know when those things will come up where you get to learn more about each other. And then number three, it just builds more shared memories and more good experiences for you to like store in your brain. So if you're constantly feeling like overwhelmed, let down, you know, not enough, um, you know, with just like the day-to-day life and all of the responsibilities that it comes with, this gives an opportunity for you to build those positive memories and store those positive memories, you know, on those days that do feel overwhelming. Uh, so I think that that's super important. And then it just gives you an opportunity. Like we talk all about communication on here with relationships And this just allows it so it's away from the distractions of daily life and you can engage in those meaningful conversations and not be distracted by something in your house or work or uh, your kids that are always interrupting that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And like for us, you know, when we're in the Dominican Republic, like, you know, one day we're going to... talk about maybe where we're at in our present relationship. And the next day we're going to talk about um, like our future plans together and where we see this and what maybe the next day is, okay, these are my hopes and dreams for my future. Like, what does that look like for you? And how do we mesh that together? And if, if you go into it and have an intention, like there's going to be other people on this trip as well with us. And we're very fortunate to get to go do this, but Um, if you have a plan in place, um, more so like an intention, you know, like when you have those intentions and you put a plan in place to meet those intentions and you know what that is, then you're more likely to get what you want out of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that we are, we are having that communication in advance of what it's going to look like between us. So just to reiterate what that is saying to me is. We're actually going on this trip, right? It's a, a, mm-hmm. a trip that we've earned, right? We got a lot of other people going, but as a couple, we're going into it with an intention to strengthen our marriage, mm-hmm. right? We're going into the trip to get more connected, right? Get on the same page and really not just to, oh, we want to go out there and party. This isn't like we used to be probably in our twenties, right? Yeah. You know, we're not going out there to just get wicked wasted and yeah. go for, you know, the next, you know, five days and, you know, la, la, la. come, yeah, come <laughs> back. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's and then you like, need a vacation from your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. But it's really going into the vacation with the intention of connecting, getting on the same page, goal planning, and then really starting to even prep, prep and plan maybe our next vacation with our family. Yeah, right? exactly. That should be one of our goals while we're there, Yeah, by the way. 
let's put it on the list. <laughs> um, and then obviously rekindling our romance, right? So, um, wow, we <laughs> a mic must might have spent a little extra and got us this really cool room. So we have our own hot tub, and then there's a pool that you like uh, right in front of our hotel room. So instead of having like a balcony, you picture like a pool outside of your hotel room. Swims into your hotel room. Yeah, you can literally swim up to your room. So we will be posting pictures for you. Don't (laughs) worry. Um, So go to our socials and check those out. Um, But yeah, it's it's a place where you have this opportunity, right, to reconnect on a deeper level and prioritize that romantic bond as well, which I know, you know, as work and everything else can get in the way and being so tired. So luckily we're – we're not we're not going to set things where we have to wake up at 6 a.m. so that we can enjoy purposely enjoy, you know, also the romance part. Um, and obviously this in doing this with each other, it takes a break from our parenting duties, right? Like parenting can be exhausting. Let's just be honest. <laughs> and, you know, it just you're taking a break from your daily responsibilities of childcare and just taking that time out to rejuvenate you both. And it just it feels good. It gives you a chance to relax, recharge and then return with renewed energy so that you can show up to be not only a good parent yourself, but show your kids what a good relationship is, because I think that is something that's really important to both of us. Yeah. Which sets a obviously sets a positive example for your children, right? Like you want to demonstrate to your children that the importance of maintaining a strong and loving relationship comes with taking that time to reconnect together. Yeah. So one of the things that it reminds me of is just keeping it, you know, I, I think Ed Milet did a post on it. It's like, you know, kids unfortunately know what you're struggling with, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times parents, you know, will, oh yeah, mommy and daddy are fine. And what ends up happening is like you get to this point where, you know, um, no, dad, you're lying. Mm-hmm. Right. Or no, mom, you're you're not happy mm-hmm. or, you know, you're sad and you're doing yeah. this, you know. So it's like, no, we're fine. Right. Kids really can have an intuition just like we do. Mm-hmm. Right. They have an intuition to know. It's like, you know, you start talking with your kids and they start to see these things rise up in your relationship. It's very important like mm-hmm. to see like, hey. Dad's not lying. Mom's going after her dreams, right? We're not only talking about it, we're actually being about it and not saying our life is perfect. But we do know that, hey, by putting in the work and actually doing these things, our kids can look at us and go, hey, you know what? Dad and mom, they did work hard, but they did love each other. They loved us. They did everything they possibly could to provide a lifestyle that, you know, not only the lifestyle, but more or less like an environment that taught us how to love each other, how to love, how to connect, connect the whole nine yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think it's also important that, you know, we also are talking about before we go, like, it's okay for me or for him to also want that time for personal growth and self-care, right? Like we're stepping away from our home. It's okay to take, you know, Hey, I'm going to, you know, go for a run this morning on my own, or I'm going to um, go get a massage by mm-hmm. myself, you know, like it's okay to also take that time out for yourself. Yeah. Um, but just you, it just, you know, be open in that communication and what that looks like so that you guys are both on the same page. And then, you know, I think when we go just think about traveling in general, like even when you take your kids and travel with them, like 
it really broadens their horizons, right? Like if you take your kids to different places, like, you know, after sixth grade, our kids get to go on mission trips and like Sion, our oldest has been to Costa Rica. Um, we're also at Mexico. Mexico. Um, you've been gone, went to the Guatemala one, you know, and these really expand our understanding of the world and it really helps develop um, an open-minded and empathetic look on what is going on in the other world besides what our kids see at home. And I think that's so important for them to have other perspectives and explore new environments that kind of create, um, they see challenges that maybe they have to adapt to or problem solve in order to learn Mm -hmm. Um, and how to navigate in different cities or with different languages. And I think it it kind of takes them out of their comfort zone, but then also teaches them that they can um, feel also confident in being able to do that as they get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that, but you know, they're, they're creating s- these huge memories um, in going out and doing those things and getting fresh perspectives as well. Yep. So obviously like, you know, we're going to the Dominican Republic, but it doesn't have to be the Dominican Republic. It doesn't have to be even that far from your house um, in order to take that break and travel with your spouse, do find new experiences, find new opportunities to learn and grow with each other. So there's some things I wanted to point out. If you're traveling with your spouse on a budget, it is possible. And here's what I'm going to recommend. Number one is set a travel budget. So start determining how much you can afford to spend on your trip. Consider your income, your savings, any other financial commitments, and really start setting a realistic budget that covers like things like transportation, accommodations, meals, activities. Maybe find um, one of those all-inclusive resorts if you can and make number two, choose an affordable destination. You know, there's you can research countries or cities where the cost of living is lower and maybe where our dollar goes a little further, maybe not mm-hmm. right now is the best. <laughs> our dollar is not going very far right now, but um, start researching those things. And then uh, another thing, number three, would be be flexible with travel dates. So if you like maybe fly out on a Tuesday, it's not as expensive as going out like on a Friday, you know, especially if you can make it work with work and babysitting. If you go if you want to just get away for a weekend and go like a couple hours to a new city that you and your husband have, or you and your friend have never explored before, um, you know, be flexible with those dates because it can be a lot less expensive if you go like in the middle of the week, for instance. Um, and this reminds me of like when I would, uh, my good friend Janae and I have talked about, and we would do our hikes and we did the six pack of peaks in Northern California and each peak that we climbed we would try to make a new experience out of it. So, you know, we didn't want to go spend a bunch of money on a hotel in Napa where uh, Mount St. Helena is, where we hiked uh, that peak. And so we found a yurt and we were like, this is going to be so fun. And we went and it was like, I don't know, maybe 50 bucks for this yurt that night. And we got, we drove over there and we stayed in a yurt, which is like, doesn't have like running water or anything, but it was this really cool place. And it was something new that we got to Mm -hmm. do together. And we totally bonded over that. And, and it was just, it it was probably one of my favorite things. So it just goes to show you, like, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything crazy in order to enjoy it. 
It just has to be something new. You could literally go somewhere and pop a tent, you know, and go on a hike together. And, you know, it may not cost you more than just the babysitting if you have kids, right? Right. So it's just something I wanted to point out. And then, um, so that's like seeking out budget-friendly accommodations. That's number four. Number five, plan and book in advance. Obviously, um, if you book flights, hotels in advance, they're a lot cheaper than if you do it two weeks before. Mike and I are famous for that, (laughs) right? Let me take the next one. So number six is travel light. I don't think Jill has ever done this (laughs) ever in her life, (laughs) but we're going to give you guys a tip that's on on our list here. So travel light so you don't have extra expenses for your baggage. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He he wanted to point that one out because we get up to... um, you know, if you're, if you're not traveling Southwest, uh, then you have to pay for your baggage. And, um, I'm famous for having, and some, some airlines don't even allow your bag to be over 40 pounds, which I'm like, what the heck? Um, so <laughs> then we have to pay for two bags sometimes. Cause I'm used to my 50, 50 pound bag luggage. I get to carry to pin and this will be even for a weekend for me. I'm still carrying my big old bag. When we, when we travel internationally, it's funny because She'll go to the the register and right away she'll know, oh man, it's five pounds over. I need two of these jeans out, this, this, and then boom, we put it right back up on there and it's like, okay, it's five pounds out. I can guarantee that we'll go to that that place to weigh your scale or to weigh your bags, at least guarantee it that it's gonna be over. And then the second piece, she's I'm, pretty good at she's yeah. pretty good at weighing it, but the reality is I can guarantee that I'm gonna be carrying another five, 10, 15 <laughs> pounds on my backpack. Okay, this is true. <laughs> after we leave that that way station guarantee. Yeah. So we'll get there and it'll be like 52. There's an acute, I'm usually good. I'm usually like 49.5. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And I'll know, usually I'll, t- I'll warn him ahead of time. I'm like, you know, I think this is a little over when we get there and sure enough it is. So I'm like, okay, I'm taking the jeans out or something heavy and I'm like stuffing it in his backpack <laughs> and then he has to carry it, um, on the flight. So if you can save, tra- save on expenses and travel and don't book your, don't uh, store your bag so that it doesn't cost you in baggage fees. <laughs> um, that is not one that I am, I am good at. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then when you're there, you know, you can save on expenses. Um, you can take public transportation if you want. I'm not really a fan, but you could. Um, <laughs> uh, but what, well, what we do do to save money. What we do do. What we do do mm-hmm. <laughs> is like when we went to the Bahamas, let me just tell you that was an expensive trip. Um, but when we went there, Mike took a, um, what do you, what was it? A taxi or something mm. over to the grocery store, like, yes. a, like a local market. And he went and got food for us to have at the hotel room. And because it had a little kitchen and then we we had like at least two meals a day in our hotel room, which saves on a ton of money when you're traveling. We we got to the Bahamas not knowing how much food would cost there. <laughs> After about one or two meals, we w- we realized we would be broke if we ate there. Yeah, right. Every single day. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a good way to save money. Like go to the store, go shopping, even if you have to get like a little ice chest and stick it in your room. Like it's better to do that and eat your breakfast in. It's one less meal you have to pay for. Yep. Um. And then obviously research like activities that you can do so that you can budget that beforehand as well um, and see what your your budget will allow for. And, you know, um, 
I, I think it's good, um, to then track if you're, if you're on a budget, track your expenses as you go, because I feel like you get there and then you just start spending and then it kind of can get out of control. So if you track your expenses during your trip, you'll more likely to stay within your budget. So these are just things we wanted to bring you to bring to awareness. And I think, you know, if you haven't put on your to-do list for 2023, you know, it's already June, there's still time. There's six months left in the year to plan a trip with your spouse or start budgeting for next year and start deciding like, Hey, this is important to us. Our relationship is important to us. Like let's budget, let's make the time to reconnect over some sort of new experience, new traveling experience with your family or more so for us is with each other. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just an important note for healing and reviving. Mm-hmm. in any relationship. It's exciting. I think that we should try to uh, bring people along for the journey. I mean, maybe we bring the laptop and shoot an episode while we're out there, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be cool to, you know, bring the energy. We all we all know how excited we are when we're on these trips and then we come back and we kind of have these ups and downs. So I think it would be cool to shoot an episode while we're out there just so that way your fans or your followers um, get to, our followers get to see. Listeners. Listeners, whatever. <laughs> uh, get to see, you know, hey, here's where we're at and like feel like they're a part of the trip too. Like, hey, we're here. We're in the room. Oh my gosh. Like I'm excited for that. So maybe we can prep the followers to Yeah. Or the, they can the just, listeners um, you know, go on our Instagrams yeah. too. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we can do that. Um, but remember, traveling with your spouse after having kids doesn't mean neglecting your parental responsibilities. It's just about finding balance between being parents and nurturing your relationship. So by making the time for shared experiences and prioritizing your connection as a couple, you can create a strong foundation for your family and continue to grow together throughout your journey of parenthood. Mm-hmm. Sending you all a giant hug. Until next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Life Without Secrets. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.